0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Today's guest has seen a lot of success in the business world, and he says he's seen that success because he doesn't follow the typical business world leadership style. Today we're joined by Larry O'Donnell III. He's a popular speaker, leadership consultant, and a ministry leader. He also holds a Master's in Biblical and Theological Studies from Dallas Theological Seminary and leads businessmen and women around the world through his full-time ministry. Today he'll share more with us about how he got to where he is today, and he'll share more about his book, Management Waste. I'm so excited to talk to you because you were the very first ever undercover boss on the hit TV show, Undercover Boss. Is that right?
1: That is correct. (laughs) That was quite the experience.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering what was that like for you? Tell us uh, where you were at the time and what that was like.
1: Well, I was president of waste management and they approached us. Uh, When I joined waste management, it was the largest Corporate blow up in history at the time. And uh, so I was brought over as part of the team to help restore the integrity and turn the company around. You know, if people think of Enron and WorldCom, so it, it, it was the largest blow up at the time. And uh, we were working really hard to really turn the company around and had come a long way. And we were using actually a uh, PR firm out in LA, Los Angeles to, you know, help kind of get the news out about, and the word out about how we were a different company now. And I guess this, uh, this, this team uh, approached them that had come up with this idea of the undercover boss show. And they went to this PR firm, which is the largest in the, comp- in the country, that we were working with and said, would any of your clients be interested in this concept we have to film the undercover boss show? And I knew the principals very well because I was working closely with them at this PR firm. And they said, yeah, we know just the guy and just the company, but it's going to be hard to convince him to do it because he's really not all about calling attention to himself. (laughs) But uh, I was already going out and they knew about it. Uh, going out into our workforce, frontline workforce, on a regular basis. For instance, I'd go out and meet with drivers at four in the morning and uh, talk about safety, answer their questions. You know, explain where we were headed as a company, and then I would pick one of the drivers at random and I would say, "Guess what? I'm going to be your helper today." And I'd go work oh, no on the way. back of their truck. that that entire day. And that was really something that I had learned from my dad. Um, You know, I grew up working in our construction industry and it was something that my dad always impressed upon me. He said, it was my job to make sure that our frontline employees, you know, who do the tough jobs each and every day, make sure they know how much we appreciate them and then help clear the things away that get in their way of doing their jobs and clear away the things that caused them the most frustration in their jobs. So that's what I was doing. I didn't know anything about the waste industry before I went to waste management. I'm really an oil field guy. And, uh, And I knew I needed to go out and learn the business. And also I knew that by doing that, I would learn from the people who were doing the tough jobs every day get their ideas of what we needed to do to make this company run the way it should. And, in fact, most, uh, a lot of those great ideas that I learned from our employees, they serve as the basis of what they continue to use today at Waste Management to run the company.
0: Now, it wasn't always like this. Um, you learned a lot um, via your faith as well.
1: No doubt about it. Uh, My faith, I've tried to live throughout my career uh, as one who, you know, I view the workplace as my ministry. Uh, (laughs) That's just how I viewed it. God has blessed me throughout my career with just an incredible career path. You couldn't have charted what I did uh, because about every 10 years I had to change completely what job I was doing. Uh, It just worked out that way. And I now see that God put me through that to lead me to where I am today, where I'm spending probably over 90% of my time now in ministry. Uh, But it was the training that I went through through my career, which now I can draw upon that to help others, which is one of the reasons I wrote my book, um, Management Waste, Five Steps to Clean Up the Mess and Lead with Purpose. I I draw upon all those experiences from my varied career to explain how I tried to live in the way that God wanted me to live. And I explain, you know, how when I when I got it right, how great it was. It uh, resulted in some of the highest performing teams I ever worked on. And then it also, I explained when I didn't get it right because I, I didn't get it right all the time. And, you know, hopefully I can help others learn from some of the mistakes that I made.
0: Uh, it sounds like, yeah, very servant leadership minded. Tell us a little bit more about the book and how you help leaders lead effectively.
1: Yeah. First of all, let me briefly explain the difference between the typical leadership model that you see today. And then that model is what I call the top down leadership model and the leadership model that I feel Jesus gave us, which is servant leadership. In the top down leadership model, it's really focused on the leader first, you know, at the top of the pyramid and the leader having power over others. Everyone else is there to serve the leader and to bring the leader success. And if others aren't serving the leader, the leader really doesn't have any use for them. And I'm sure that you and your listeners have seen that leadership model before. It's That's what we see most of today. The servant leadership model is at the opposite end of the leadership spectrum. It's a bottoms-up approach to leadership rather than the top-down leadership model. And in the servant leadership model, the leader places the interests and needs of, of others first and then helps people develop and perform at their highest potential by encouragement and empowering them rather than by fear and intimidation. And the servant leadership model is the model that Jesus gave us in Matthew 20, Verses 25 through 28, that's kind of the primary scripture that I go to that explains servant leadership. Jesus said that to be a great leader that and really be the great leader that he wants all of us to be, you have to serve others. And Jesus modeled that type of leadership. Jesus said that even though he was God and king, he came to serve and not to be served. And he really told us to not use the typical top down leadership model. He described it as lording it over others and utilizing our power in that way and authority to just, you know, lord it over the people that are under our authority. And I think the reason that you don't hear that many people talking about uh, servant leadership today is because servant leadership is so counter to our existing culture that's aimed at focusing, at really focusing all everything on ourselves. Um, it's just counter to that that culture. And you can just look at social media; it's all geared towards making ourselves look better than others. And most people I think today who aspire to leadership are doing it to elevate themselves. And that's why the top-down leadership model is the most widely used leadership model today. Um, so I, I, the reason I wrote the book is the I feel the Bible actually teaches us a lot about leadership and uh, wasted management. I try to explain how Jesus modeled that servant leadership model. And I explain that I, I kind of, use a little play on words from my experience at management waste. I do tell stories in the book about my time there at waste management, but I feel it's a waste of management. It's a waste of your time and your life not to live in the way that God intended us to live.
0: So can there still be good leaders that can embrace this concept without actually being people of faith?
1: Certainly. Uh, Of course they can. And, you know, God made all of us in his image. Uh, That's out of Genesis 126. And he, he gave us the Bible to instruct us how he designed us to live our lives. You know, just like when you buy a new car or a new appliance or television, if you want to get the most out of it, certainly get the most out of it the way the engineers designed, you have to read the operator's manual. And it just amazes me to how few people want to read the Bible, which is our operator's manual. That's what God gave us. That's the operator's manual. And in the book, I actually dig into the concepts that Jesus modeled for us as servant leaders. And I provide concrete examples from my own career of where I saw it work on some of the highest performing teams that I experienced during my career as well as some of my learnings from my own mistakes, when I failed to use the servant leader concepts, but certainly you, anyone can use it. And what's really interesting to me, uh, as I studied my Bible to better understand, you know, how God designed this servant leadership model, it works in all our relationships, not just at work, uh, the concepts that I explain in the book that I use this an acronym called CLEAN, which stands for commitment, listening, empathy, accountability and notice. If if you draw upon those uh, principles that I explain how that's outlined in the Bible uh, as leadership is described, uh, it works in all your relationships with your spouse, with your family, as well as with your colleagues and friends. It doesn't, you can use these everywhere, not just in places where you're at the top of the pyramid or you're the leader. Uh, you don't have to have anyone reporting to you. These, these work, uh, in, in every one of our relationships. And it's, it's basically, how Jesus calls us to live. We place Jesus as our le- as our leader, and then we as servants to care about and serve others ahead of ourselves.
0: Now, your book management waste it details not only the lessons you learned in the business world uh, combined with your faith, also in your personal life, though, too, you share pretty openly about an accident that left your daughter with severe disabilities um, and what that did to your faith. Can you tell us about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, uh, I've, I've been a Christian since I was in the seventh grade, but it really took this terrible tragedy with our daughter to teach me about empathy, as I explain in my book. The short version of the story is that our daughter, uh, her name's Lindley, she was born totally normal. Uh, she became intolerant to lactose, uh, to milk. And at about three months of age, she incurred a significant brain injury as a result of a mistake that a doctor made just during a simple procedure, just to verify that that was what the problem was. Uh, Of course, my wife and I were devastated when that happened and I got pretty angry at God. I didn't lose my faith, but uh, God used that tragedy in my life to really teach me about empathy and caring for others. I'll, I'll have to say I'm, I'm a type A highly driven person. And what it taught me is I was so focused on myself. I probably even, I probably couldn't have even found empathy in my toolbox if it was there. But God used that situation in a way to show me that I wasn't the one in control, that I needed to trust God. And it was about God's plan, not my plan. You know, I certainly had a different plan. For our daughter, um, then, you know, the way it's turned out with her, she's 35 now. Uh, we took her home to die from the, she was in intensive care for about four months and they said she wasn't going to make it huh? you know, through the end of the week. So she's come a long way, but she's had a tough life. But her tragedy just really taught me how precious life is and how important it is to care about others. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've mastered empathy. I still fall into the trap of focusing on my selfish desires and, you know, rather than caring about others and rather than seeking God's will and his plan. So I still have plenty of work to do in that area. But what I can tell you is that when I allow God to work through me as a servant leader and I place others ahead of myself, not only in business, but in all my relationships, like I explained, uh, I have found it's just empathy that changes everything. It's really the magic that makes servant leadership work.
0: You have uh, five secrets an acronym. Um, can you just tell us a little yeah. bit about that acronym that you have?
1: Yeah, the an acronym is CLEAN and it stands for commitment listening empathy accountability and notice and there have been other books written on servant leadership um and there there are many characteristics that you could use to describe a servant leader but for me these are the five that when i apply those in my life i see the difference i see it, it, it really helps me be that servant leader that Jesus called us all to be. And so it, the results are that by using these clean principles that i described, you can see your team just becomes very engaged as they begin to trust you. Um, and when you use it in your other relationships, it just it just builds this trust in the relationships You know, who would you rather work for or have as a friend or a spouse, a person that truly cares about you and places your interests ahead of their own or someone who's focused on themselves and what you can do for them? So in my book, I provide many examples from the Bible, as well as from my own career and my life about how to apply these clean principles in your life into all your relationships to really make a difference.
0: For people who want to learn more about you, want to pick up your book, how do they go about doing that?
1: Well, thanks for asking. Uh, The book is currently available for pre-order on Amazon. It's due to release on November 24th. It'll be in the bookstores then, Barnes & Noble and others. Uh, It's also available through my website at www.larryodonnell.com, And if any of your listeners are interested, they can also go to my website and sign up. I have a weekly podcast where I talk about principles of leadership, uh, and I also have a weekly blog that they can sign up for. And I've also posted some videos from my previous public speaking engagements and sermons. If anyone's interested, they can access those there.
0: Perfect. Thanks so much, Larry. Looking forward to picking up the book on November 24th. And don't forget, you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating. Or you can just head straight to podcastville.ca and check out the episodes there. We'll talk to you again on Connections.